1: All right, let's get right to it. All right, welcome in another episode of the Ryan and Goodman podcast. I'm Jeff Goodman. He is Bob Ryan, the legend. And uh, Bob down here in, in Charleston, South Carolina now, different kind of backdrop and uh, left the snow in Boston to drive to 60 degrees. So I know you're a little bit envious of that. A
0: little bit. Uh, yes, I am. Uh, but uh, I kind of was record myself to you know, the reality of non-travel, but good for you. Yeah, it is. In fact, it did have a little dustin, a little a little dustin we, uh, overnight here, but uh, nothing uh, serious where I am. I don't know what, on the South Shore, you know, I don't know where it is the rest of the town. Good for you, but it reminds me of the time that... Uh, I was going to a BCS game in Miami and it was nine NINE degrees when we left Boston. And by two o'clock, we were sitting at the pool in Miami. That was a, that was a day uh, that I remember very, very well, but uh, good, good, good. As they say down under good on you. you,
1: good need, on you. That's good. We, we need a, a Ryan uh, vacation home somewhere down South so you can get away from this uh, winter weather, Bob.
0: I, I have not been out of New, of New England since January 31st. I was in wow. New Jersey at the old alma mater, Lawrenceville School, watching them play basketball, and and I came back the next morning, and that's the last time I was out of New England, and uh, that's it. Uh, so, and I've gone now a calendar year without getting on an airplane, wow. and the, the, uh, uh, the that's the longest I've gone since the summer of nineteen seventy. So, <laughs> no, but I mean, that's just everybody's got a story, right? Yeah, uh, you know, all right, fine, that's my story. So, you know,
1: anyway, okay. but. God, speaking, of uh, let, 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 speaking of departures, speaking of departures, yes, departures. There's a couple. Well, one already in Houston with Russell yeah. Westbrook, and uh, another that might be imminent with with James Harden. And our our guy Stephen Salas, <laughs> who we had on about a month or so ago, was giddy because he was going to have a chance to coach James Harden and Russell Westbrook, two of the yeah. best in the business. Now he may have neither. He may have a complete rebuild on his hands. Who knows?
0: Oh yeah, I mean obviously uh, Harden is not likely to spend the season in Houston. I think we're realistic about that. So uh, the team suddenly is a completely uh, different thing than what he thought was going to be, and uh, not what he was what he signed up for. But uh, you know, it's it's too bad. We 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 root for him. We're pulling for him. We we were hoping that things were going to you know he was going to walk into a really good situation. Instead, he's not going to walk into a good situation, and 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 it's already poisoned. uh, You know, with Harden's behavior and ah too bad you know Steven but he's a big fellow he'll get over it but still this is not what he had in
1: mind I know well my my biggest issue is is twofold with Harden is number one supposedly you wanted John Wall there right you you wanted this trade and and now after they make this deal and they get rid of Westbrook um to get John Wall you're also getting rid of a first round pick protected albeit but still first round pick um you, you've got John Wall. Supposedly, he's in great shape, according to some people who have who have seen him play uh, here in the last couple months. And, and now you don't show up. And what are you doing at this point? I just feel like Harden's always been a guy that, that's never had those intangibles. I've talked to enough people that have been on that team with him over the years, and they say he, he's got no leadership abilities for the most part. Uh, he's aloof. He, he's different. Um, and now, again isn't he just forcing Houston's hand and, and sure. what choice do they really have ultimately, Bob, you know, you go, the, the other guys that have done this in the past, right. Whether it's uh, Anthony Davis being the most notably uh, coming out with his agent, Rich Paul, uh, basically saying he's not playing for new Orleans anymore. What, what choice did does Houston have? If, if ultimately James Harden just says, you know what, I'm not reporting.
0: Yeah. It's not, it's not like if he sits out, He's missing a paycheck or two. Isn't going to make a big difference in his life. That's for sure. I think he's he's cashed a few good ones along the way. Uh, you know, we could, this is not a shock that he's doing this because we did hear that he wasn't returning their phone calls. Nobody could get in touch with him. So that was not a good. I, I was, uh, you know, on, a good side. No. So this doesn't that 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 he is doing this is not a shock. But but so this is the reality, and and they they got to be uh, figuring it out. You know, of course, the the Jersey connection has been you know the story all, all along Brooklyn. Yeah, Brooklyn, Brooklyn Brooklyn to Brooklyn connection and you know uh, is what you know that
1: how be. do you think listen how do you think that plays out I mean it, again Kyrie KD Harden obviously the talent level there is oh, immense I mean you, those are three maybe of the top you can make a case those are three of the top five or, or certainly 10 talents in the 10 NBA.
0: Ten for sure. And uh, uh, yeah. Oh, I don't know. I mean, that's it's, that's uh, and and a new coach, but an interesting new coach. That's for sure. Uh, you know, uh, a respected guy, a guy that everybody, uh, no a guy that the, the, the players, some of them are even going to look up to, as a matter of fact. And, you know, and God, now we don't know how he's going to handle day to day situations and, right. and all that as a coach we know he knows his basketball and we know he's a very uh, strong willed person, but anyway, Steve Nash is, a, is an interesting choice. Oh no, that would be a, Hey, they would be the suddenly become the focal, you know, the, the team of interest in the league, you know, the, 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 the curiosity factor uh, it, it would, it would certainly be uh, New Jersey would be the appointment TV kind of team, you know, that you'd want to see how it's going to work out. If, if they ever were to pick up hard, they're going to be enough of that already, you know, as we want to see how, 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 uh, uh, Durant's going to return and, 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 and what Kyrie's going to have to offer too.
1: So I don't think they have to mortgage the future, though, for James Harden. To me, they've got really good young players to complement KD and, and Kyrie, right? Whether it's Karis LaPert. LaPert
0: or, 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 or Allen.
1: Jared Allen's been way better than I thought he'd be. Spencer, Dinwiddie. I do feel like if Kyrie could somehow get his head on straight, and that may be too much to ask. But if he could, and 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 KD could kind of figure out a way to massage whatever issues he's had in the past, because they're they're super close. This team has what it takes to win the East, don't they? I mean, listen.
0: Are we going to assume a hundred percent return on uh, 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 Durant or not, no, no. No, no, no? No, I mean Achilles. You know, he's thirty. He's older than you think, than you than yeah. you realize. You know, he put. He, 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 he's been around longer than the, yeah. you, you, you know. He's got he a lot
1: of miles on him is yeah. what he is. I don't but, think he's as he, old. I think he's only 32.
0: Yeah, uh, but I mean, that's older than you think. I mean, you know, somehow he projects young. You think about him that he's, he's a kid. He's not a kid anymore.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's that, 32, turns 33 in uh, next September. So he's 32 years old. But again, now he's had multiple injuries over the last few years. So you start to wonder whether yeah. he's going to come back. And Kyrie also. Hasn't been the model of health. Oh. over the last couple of years.
0: Oh no, he's missed a lot of games, and, right. and uh, oh, there's no question. So yeah, it's a big fantasy that, that there. You know, they, it could work out. Yes, it could. But but it could blow up in their face too. And uh, uh, but uh, it's it's worth the shot for them. though. they need you know they need to make a sweat. They, I'll tell you one thing. They've got an owner who is at the bottomless. Uh, checkbook. I mean, the endless checkbook yes. and a desire to win, Joe, totally. Joe Snyder. Uh, uh, I can tell you that guy is, is serious. He's going to be somebody to reckon with in the league in, in, in terms of ownership. And uh, he, he's serious. So uh, they're going to be intriguing. I mean, one way or the other this year.
1: All right. So here here's the big Celtics related question for you. Uh, they've got a 28 and a half million dollar trade exception right now. Yeah. yeah. Danny Ainge was able to finagle, <laughs> I guess is the best word. After losing Gordon Hayward, uh, do you utilize that to try to bring in James Harden? If uh, you would obviously have to give up picks, you'd have to give up somebody else. I don't know who that would be. You're not. I would
0: prefer, look. This is just me as a as a fan. The aesthetics of it all, the whole thing. I've never been a big fan of his. I respect the talent. Uh, you know, obviously, you. you, you I don't want to. I, I want to. I like the group. Yeah, I'm speaking strictly as a fan here. Uh, I like the group we've got. I want to try to win with this group. I want to augment this group uh, with, you know. Well, I don't know what they need. Maybe they helped themselves in the draft enough. I don't know. We don't know whether there's going to be any instant plasma supplied by Niesmith or even Pritchard. Uh, I don't know. And but uh, funny a so I I but I like what we got, and I like I like definitely like picking up uh, Tristan Thompson. And uh, he's hurt at the moment. It's just handy. It doesn't appear that it's not supposed to be serious, but he's not practicing at the moment. Anyway, I hope not. I I hope Danny doesn't go in that direction. I I don't know what their plans are. You can whack that thing up though, right? That 28. It's not a, you have to do it in one shot, right?
1: You can. I I don't know. I think it might be in one shot that you've got one trade exception. I'm not sure of the specifics, but I Uh, think again, listen, you've got the money that you can go after a big time guy. Do you wait? Yeah, and see yeah. kind of what you need. And, and if Kemba – and we'll get on to this here in a second. But, you know, if Kemba isn't healthy, they're not – in my no, but, opinion, they're not going anywhere. They're not going anywhere without – without well,
0: anywhere, anywhere. They'll make the playoffs. Don't you think? I don't know. Well,
1: Jeff T. With, with,
0: with that forward pair with 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 Smart, with – wow. I mean, and now they got Thompson – you know, we don't know what the kids are going to do. I mean, I like to think that they're going to get some use out of Nismith right away. They'll probably
1: make the playoffs. But, man, you got Jeff Teague as your starting point guard playing 35 minutes a game at that point. I, I don't know if you're a lock. I think, again, I listen, I worry. I worry. To me, if the Celtics don't have a healthy Kemba Walker by February 1st, mm-hmm. they're in major trouble. Like, they, they can kiss this season goodbye Going deep in the playoffs, they got no chance. You lose Hayward, and then you're going to lose Kemba. I get you. Get Tristan Thompson's great as as a auxiliary piece, but I don't. I don't think he gives you much different than what Daniel Tice does. He gives you toughness. He gives you rebounding. He gives you an athletic, hard working forward. But but it's not like either one of those guys. You can't. Neither one of them are scorers. No. Well, they don't need a scorer there. No. If They you know, if they may not. if they don't have Kemba. If they don't have Kemba, yeah. Right. right, right. right. I know. All right. That's, well, that's that's my so. big issue is if you don't have Kemba. Kemba needs to be he, – he's got to be your number two guy. Tatum's clearly your number one now. I don't think anybody would argue with that. But Kemba's got to be your number two. Um, and if they don't have him, you go from Kemba to Jeff Teague. And, again, we didn't see a healthy Kemba last year. <laughs> We remember Kemba as, man, he he just wasn't very good in the postseason. No. We forget Charlotte Kemba. And, and if you have Charlotte Kemba, to me, then this team has a chance to come out of the East. Without Charlotte Kemba?
0: All right, so you're, you know, I, I agree with that. But I still don't think they're a disaster. I think they're still a a, a good team.
1: Good but, team. But not good. Are yeah. you better? I, I if, mean, you can on the list.
0: If, if it were, I'm just trying to uh, – I'm rather than prorating – Uh, How many W's with a truncated season? If it were an 82 game season, I'm Kemba could be a 45, six win team.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would agree with that. But look look at it now without Kemba for half the year, let's say, let's say he doesn't come back till February 1st. So he's going to miss two months of a 72 game schedule. So what's that, a third of the year?
0: No, not two months, six weeks, because they're starting on the 23rd of December.
1: Okay, so you're right. So, so he'll, he'll miss.
0: So I don't know how many games – yeah, that would be – I don't know. I mean, I don't want to start trying to do math in my head. I'll, that's yeah.
1: what I'm going to So through. he'll miss five weeks, five, six weeks probably. You know, before he gets 100%, he may be – it may be two months.
0: Of course, they're going to compact the schedule. So it could be at least 15 games, I'm sure. And this
1: more. is why the Jeff Teague signing was so important.
0: Oh, oh, it was, I, I, it was a terrific signing. If they can put him doing what he should – you know, we know who he is. You know, we know what he is, and he's a, he's a high-quality – uh, it's a high quality auxiliary piece. He's a very useful auxiliary piece. And you're right. If he's going to make him a, if you're going to elevate him into a starter and, and a guy that you're depending on, then that's a different matter, but using him the way he, they, they projected, you know, he, that was an excellent pickup, uh,
1: you know, so. So let's go through Bob without, without a healthy camera. Tell me if they're better than any of these teams. Okay. Without a healthy camera, like, like a a 90% Kemba. Ready? All right. Start. Milwaukee. No. Toronto. No. <laughs> um, the Nets. We don't know. Probably. Okay, fine. Miami. No, clearly. Not, no.
0: no. So we got There's four there. Yep. Yeah.
1: Philadelphia.
0: Well, Philly's a mystery guess now. They, we think they saw that they, they've done yep. what they needed to do. We think. All right, let's see. But I, because I thought mean, it I, with, I uh, yes, I mean, yeah,
1: Indiana. yeah. I think so. Yeah, I think Indian is better without Kemba. Okay, so you got – you got We're four to zero,
0: and uh, one more to throw in the mix is an improved team. But you know, is Atlanta? They're going to they're they're, yes. they're improved on paper. They're, the
1: good thing is, the good thing is, even without Kemba, they're probably a lock for the playoffs. But you're talking about seventh. Probably yeah, I understand.
0: Too. I agree. Well, that's you know, now I'm, I right, that's true. So, I right, I think we can agree on that. Um, yeah, yeah, it's 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 important. There's no, no I'm not going to argue. It's, it's important.
1: Now again, can Teague be good enough for those, you know, twenty games or so that you can go twelve and eight and and not really hurt yourself and be seven and thirteen and have to mm-hmm. dig yourself? Yeah, yeah. He's,
0: it's it's conceivable. You know, it's conceivable. I mean he's a he's a he's a solid pro I'm so I can say he's a solid pro
1: Tatum Tatum's got to turn himself into yeah, a top no, yeah. a clear top 10 player like he was a fringe top 10 player last year in the NBA yeah
0: in yeah, January definitely was, was, right. was when we hit the when we hit that wall he was playing great basketball and he came so out he, of it playing I really have to play. tell you because you're president of fan club yeah or at least you're, you're a ranking officer I know that other like, you know like I'm a ranking officer at a Marcus Smart fan club. And you're yeah, and you're a ranking officer. At- well,
1: that's another one. Listen, that's another one. Marcus Smart now um, has to be more consistent with his offense. He's going to have an expanded role with Kemba out, I think. And oh, yeah. you're going to see him play more of the point, which I, I, I give a lot of credit. I don't know how much we've talked about this, but I, I feel like Marcus Smart has come a long way in his ability to run a team. Like- oh, yeah. Forget about the shooting. The shooting is still – it's its clearly way better than it was from the perimeter. He still has his great nights and his awful nights. But his decision-making is the part of his game that I respect more than anything else from when I first saw him in AU basketball. And he was just kind of a, you know, like like a, you know, just go. Just go and overpower people and try to get to the basket and and physically. And he can't do that to the same degree now – but he can set up his teammates. He can pick his spots. He's good in pick and roll. Um, so I, I think Mark is smart as a guy that can take pressure off of Jeff Teague. If you play them together, mm-hmm. I actually think they have a chance to be solid, uh, better than solid in the backcourt.
0: Well, I think you're going to see that, Terry, if that, if, you know, even, you know, at times, even the, when, if, with Mark, yeah, you know, sure, you will. No, I agree with you. He's a, uh, I, I certainly didn't project the young, smart that, you know, the rookie smart, you never would have projected into never having any kind of a role as a, as a point guard and at all. And, and you know, he's, he's evolved, he's, he's continually gotten better in every way. And so, yeah, there's increased pressure on him. It's amazing, to still think he's the ranking guy in seniority now. That, you know, he's what is he, 26, 25? You know.
1: Yeah. 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 That's insane. <laughs> I mean, insane to me. NFL football continues on this week, which has a few surprise teams at the top of the standings. You might not be at a game this year, but you could still be in on the action at Bet Online. No matter how schedules change or players that play, Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure that you can get in on every game this season with the fastest updated odds in the industry. There are always more options to wager than anywhere else on Bet Online. Head to bet online online today and take advantage of all the great mid season bonuses, offers and contests. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Hey, getting back to Kyrie, do you see the, the, the news? Big news that that I don't think he's talking to the media this year.
0: I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. I I know. Uh, Well,
1: how upset uh, are you?
0: Oh, I'm just crushed. I mean, he always makes so much sense. (laughs) We're going (laughs) to miss those insights. Those, those, uh, you know, he's keeping all those deep thoughts to himself. You know, he is, you talk about taking yourself a little too seriously. Oh my God. You know, I said, once, I'm sorry. I'll I'll repeat. He's not as smart as he thinks he is. And he's searching for something and he doesn't know what it is. And, 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 you know, that that's meanwhile, is he extraordinarily talented? Yes. He is is extraordinarily talented. Yes. But uh, he's a handful.
1: I just just don't know what he's doing. Like, to me, it's like, Maybe, maybe somebody told him, close to him, hey, you know what, Kyrie? Listen, every time you talk, you, you dig yourself into a deeper hole. So why don't we just do this? Don't yeah. talk at all to the media. Listen, it might be the smartest move Kyrie has ever made in a way <laughs> Because now, again, it'll be after games, no matter what. I just don't think – I think he likes the attention too much. So I think either that'll change quickly uh, if they're winning. And, or he'll just use his social media platforms to get out his message. And, and, and then fan, fans can, like you say, see how little sense he makes when he talks. Because I, I've, I've gone through it many a time. I mean, even dating back when his days at Duke, you know, he talked for 10, 15 minutes. I'd record it. I'd listen to it and be like, I don't get any of it. I don't understand. <laughs> it. Like he's using words that don't make sense. Yeah. in certain places um you know i always felt like he he, he was just trying to uh trying to look intelligent every- yeah this
0: is part of the not as smart as he thinks he is and he's yeah. trying to o- overdo it no, oh yeah but you know but i don't want it to this to leak into any criticism of his game or his play oh, you know, you know he's, he's a terrific player he gets to the basket at his size as well as anyone i've ever seen and except or except for isaiah thomas that the you know this the, that's the phenomenon of all. And by the way, I wish him well. I hope he gets healthy. And he's still he's he's telling people he's you know, and people are saying he
1: looks good. So I didn't have a job right now, right? I lost. It is not. Would you want the Celtics to bring in Isaiah Thomas right now, Bob? If, if they were told that that
0: you know, if Kemba were out, right. permanently out, I wouldn't mind taking a shot at him with him myself.
1: I mean. It's amazing to me what he did in Boston. Like, this is a guy that, you know, 60th pick, like he was trying to just kind of stay in the league. He comes to Boston. It was like the ultimate perfect storm, right? They didn't have anybody else that could do anything off the bounce. So Brad just says, you know what? This is our best opportunity. Um, But nobody saw that coming. I mean, he was so good offensively over about a two-year span. Now, Again, I always felt like – whatever he was giving you offensively, he was giving the same amount up generally defensively, not necessarily by his man, but I always felt like the problem was he couldn't stay in front of anybody. So even if it was Al Hortford having to make up for his mistakes and putting himself out of position, he was getting 30, he was giving up 30. But man, he was exciting to watch in the offense. And
0: And people fell in love with him and and he he loved them back. It was a real mutual, you know, kissy face thing going on here in Boston with he and the fans and, uh, very, and quite mutual. And it was nice. It was sweet. And then, you know, and unfortunately, you know, he got hurt. And he they, they played. He tried valiantly to play with the bad hip, and, and 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 he hurt himself. You know, and and you know, and they the team kind of bears. You know, they do bear some responsibility there. And uh, you know, and and, and and you know, he went from he had the old backup, the Brinks truck line, right? Remember? The, oh, the, I remember. We we're talking. Does he get a max, and he goes to zero? You know, I mean, yeah. you have to feel badly for him.
1: You know, I think part of the problem with Isaiah now is whoever signs him, the only way he's effective is to put the ball in his hands, and and if and if you put the ball in his hands, everybody else is standing around.
0: Right,
1: Ultimately, before that's
0: we, Before that's we de- leave the subject of the Celtics and and also shorter guards, uh, we had a story in a paper today about Carson Edwards, who uh, was yeah. a forgotten man, you yeah. know, and and who teased us. And I remember thinking at the night he did it don't get too excited. And I'm telling other people, don't get too excited. It just, it, but I'm talking about the night in Charlotte last year in the exhibition season when he made eight threes, not only did he make eight threes, he did it in a five minute span, which I, I wish I had seen this. Yeah. I, I only read about it, but, um, you know, but he never got off the, he never got going and, and and he shot poorly. Uh, you know, he shot, I think 30%, uh, and, and, you know, and became fell out of the rotation, became a forgotten man. Uh, do you harbor any hope that Carson Edwards will resurrect himself and can have an NBA career of any consequence?
1: Not really. No, I I think Aaron Neesmith is, is far more what the doctor ordered for, for the Celtics Um, size can really shoot it um, can guard, you know, again, I, I go back to uh, for Carson, he was great in the NCAA tournament for for his senior year in big 10 play. He was, he was not efficient at all. He was not effective at all um he's a guy again like Isaiah but but at the college level needs reps needs the ball in his hands all the time not a good second unit guy who you know can get in once in a while um but then then he's a high volume player
0: well if that's the case if that's the case then you know obviously this is not what's going to happen here Uh, so
1: and again ultimately listen ultimately the, the the strength of the Celtics, if Kemba gets healthy, is the bench is going to be better now, right? You have Jeff T coming off the bench now, who can who can score the ball, absolutely score the basket.
0: What upgrade is he over Brad Wanamaker?
1: Well, an upgrade in a sense that he's done it for years. Yeah, and Wanamaker was was really good though in, in sports. I'm really happy for him. He went to Golden State. Yeah, good for him. Yeah. I mean, just for him. ultimate professional, had fought his ass off just to get into the NBA. Your typical pit pit player, right? Just tough, <laughs> hard-nosed, you know, just, you know, a lunch pail guy, the ultimate lunch pail guy. So I, I'm really happy. I didn't say two words. Also just went out there and played ball and uh, great locker room guy, quiet. Uh, so I, I'm happy for him. But, yeah, it's an upgrade because every time Jeff Teague steps on the court, Guys know he's capable of going for fifteen or twenty. With Wanamaker, he would have his spurts, a game here and there. But you could play T long minutes. With, with Wanamaker, it was always Brad. You're only going to play him long minutes if you've got no choice. If Kemba's hurt,
0: yeah, no, yeah. okay. Well, so that's what's uh, you know that's what's happening here in Boston, and uh, uh, we we patiently wait, uh, Kemba, and uh, see what happens here. but.
1: but so you hear the news that, that your boy, Doc, is going to uh, return Ben Simmons to his rightful spot. As oh, he,
0: really? No no poor, no power four, uh, forward? No four to,
1: <laughs> he's a point guard again. That, the experiment didn't last long. Uh, right. He is a four man. But listen, we're, I mean, he's a point guard. Wherever you put him, Bob, the key for Doc, as we've talked about, is what? With All Ben right. Simmons.
0: The shot. The three. Yeah. Is he going to ever, you know, join the... 21st century or not so you know it's, it's up to him hey,
1: you'd like him not to you No, you,
0: i I, know, oh, yeah. <laughs> I would you know that but uh, if everybody else would go along we could you know you know me i'd, I'd legislate the three out of existence in the next five minutes you know we
1: go back and play How good ben. would ben be how good would ben have been in the 80s oh boy
0: yeah well there was there's a magic element there you know it's really what we're talking about you know, to to a degree, you know, the, the, there a, it's 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 reincarnation to a degree. At six feet nine, uh, ball handling, dexterity, uh, vision. Uh, yeah, you know. yeah. I mean, a lot of that's what Magic was. Magic had to adapt as as the three came in and make himself into a better shooter, and he did. You know, he was never devastating, but he was. a it was ugly.
1: He if was a an ugly looking right, right. set shot. Wasn't yeah,
0: I? it was a set. It was mostly a you know a little tippy toe thing set. You know. But but he had it, and it, it was part of, and, and he incorporated it into where it was there, and it was part of the deal, and he was a threat, you know, and he was better, at, you know. So, of course, the great players, as a rule, uh, add on and, and and work on their weaknesses, and I'll never forget the year. I'm telling you, I, I can still hear Larry Bird uh, when they got swept by the uh, Bucks in 1983, and he missed the game one; he was sick, and there was things going on there that they were all bailing on Bill Fitch, everybody but him, quite frankly. And uh, it, it didn't go well. The, the the Bucks were very fortunate to catch the Celtics when you know as they caught them, uh, and, and 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 they took advantage of it. Good for them. Okay, Larry's sitting there, and there's only two people left in the media. I was that's when I was in television, and yeah. I, I was for, and I was so I I wasn't rushing right back to write my story, and it was Glenn Ordway who was then this color man with Johnny well, most of the Celtics and me. And Larry is saying that uh, I am going to go home and I, I, I'm i taking this very hard and very serious and I'm going to go home and I'm going to work on my game and I'm going to come back. I'm going to be better. Go ahead. And that's the year he went home and he came back with that turn, that throw shot, that half oh, yeah. jump hook on the baseline yep. and worked on his left, which culminated, of course, in the famous game in Portland three years later when he had 11 left-handed baskets and 10 right-handed baskets. There's a mythology went. out there that he played the whole game left-handed. Yep. He did not. But he played it a largely left-handed.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, Larry. So, by the way, is sixty-four years old yesterday? Correct. True,
0: and I was taking a lot of people took note on Twitter, and a lot of uh, videos were posted, so the youngins could get a look at what they missed, you know, and the rest of us could get our, uh, you know, get uh, bathed in nostalgia about what we're not seeing. But yeah, Larry was sixty-four yesterday. And uh, uh, you know, so I I, I wished him a happy. And uh, you know, he's home in Indiana, and and you know, uh, you know, when life goes on. He's sixty four. Hard to believe.
1: We got to get Larry on here. That, that's your. All right, we'll work on Larry. The big goal. <laughs> the big goal for you. I know it's not easy. Larry doesn't do a whole lot. No, no, he's
0: uh, Yeah, he's uh, he's been.
1: Yeah, he's 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 receded from public view. You know, it's amazing. I mean, to me, it's it is, but it isn't right because Larry never really loved. That part, he. I mean, in one way, he liked the attention, but he really didn't like. He was, he was engaging when you got to him. Oh, but he, he wanted.
0: We got better and better at it. i remember I remember. I I once wrote a by 1988. I wrote a story for the Boston Globe Sunday Magazine about the blossoming of Larry Bird, and now Larry Bird, who started out, you know, wary of the media and and you know very wary and of course, you know, um, media phobic when he came out of Indiana State, and, and you know he uh, and by this point he became a, a raconteur. He, he liked, and he knew exactly how to handle the media. And He knew oh. he knew what they wanted and, and, and what, and it, it was it was amazing. And, you know, it was so, yeah, he got real good. He got real, real good. During the off days, during the playoffs in those days, he was terrific. But, you know, it was, a, he grew up in public, you know, these guys all do, but, you know, and but he, grew up, Rick, and, and he grew up in public. Oh, you know, he, right. it was a to- totally different culture that, that he came from. And, and, and he found out, yeah, I like Boston, you know, he was surprised.
1: They liked him.
0: It, yeah, it he liked easy, the city. He liked, he liked, yeah, uh, the only thing he didn't like was traffic, you know. You know, that, that was it. Other than that, he liked Boston, he said. And,
1: but anyways, he was so he, beloved. He it, it was so hard for him not to like Boston because everywhere, I mean, the hardest part for him was probably going out in public and not being able to be Larry Bird in French Lick, you know, right. who could walk around. At and home, that. you know, he was just still treated
0: as just Larry. He's just, you know, George's kid. He was Larry. It, 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 but you know, not Larry Bird. He's just Larry, you know, and, and that's why he always went home in the summer in those days
1: to get away. You
0: know, he went back to, to sure. Indiana back to the, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but, uh, any, anyway, yeah. he's Larry Bird.
1: So, who is the go-to guy then I'm, uh, you know, as a, as a media guy, I'd love yeah. to know the answer to this. Like when you went in the locker room and, and in a tough loss, who was, was it Kevin? I mean, you had a few that were pretty good, but, who was who your go-to guy that you had to go to that you knew was going to be a quote machine? Kevin. Kevin was the quote machine. And,
0: and, and he, I always marveled at his apt metaphors and analogies when he would, they were always on target. You know, unlike, we were talking about Kyrie, you know, unlike Kyrie, who misused, you know, overrated. Kevin was the anti-Kyrie in that sense that he always made sense. Yeah. And he always, and it was trying to be funny. It was a, it, it was funny, and it was a good, you know, uh, it was a, it, it uh, yeah. He was absolutely uh, uh, the, uh, a guy. And the previous incarnation, you know, back in the seventies, my first go-around with the team, Silas, yeah, Paul yeah. Silas, he's one of the most in- interesting people that I ever met in, in all the years of, of, of coverage. It was uh, it was Paul Silas? He was the conscience of that team. I used to really? say he was. Halbeck was, John was John. John was, he, he was royalty you know you know in a sense you know and, and he did not that he um, you know he, he was just he, he's dignified John was totally dignified always Silas was 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 the conscience of that team uh, i in ne- fact i never encountered anybody subsequent after that uh, that was quite matched him in in that regard in, in my
1: experience the the most intimidating person you have ever interviewed Bob Ryan, in your entire life your entire career who, when you went up to, were you just kind of either awestruck or just man, like that guy scares the hell out of me.
0: Well, I think the most intimidating presence was Albert Bell, and uh, Albert Bell—no <laughs> kidding—he uh, he dominated that Indians locker room. That those great Indian teams, none of which ever won the World Series, regrettably, because but they were so close. You know, back then, um, those teams, and and he he. He dominated the locker room. He poisoned the atmosphere. Is and, and it, I've never never seen anything like that. Uh, I bet and I bet if you lined up, uh, you know, fifty baseball writers over the time, that it would be about forty-eight of them would say you know, Albert Bell, uh, because you actually got the feeling he might want to hurt you.
1: Well, so you, might, you actually got that feeling he might want to hurt school. you. Remember, I went to school at Arizona. The mm-hmm. Indians uh, trained at High Corbett Field. Mm-hmm, I just, mm-hmm. I got a credential uh, and I used to ride my bike all the way to high Corbett field, a few miles <laughs> every day, every day to go to spring training. Cause Ooh. I had a credential. Why wouldn't I go every day? Yeah. Yeah. It was the day, the early days of uh, Albert Bell, uh, Alomar, uh, Kenny Lofton, Jim. Yep. I mean, that team was. There's,
0: no, there, that what a good. Oh, Oh, what a lineup. What a lineup. You guys that lineup Manny that is seventh coming up in, in, in that lineup and Amazing. and it was because he was ridiculously good at, uh, but I mean he that's how good the lineup was you mentioned Kenny Lofton uh Kenny Lofton was like Albert Bell's uh second in command he was like the he was the the little yip, yippie dog you know that uh you know uh, yeah he was so he was the lieutenant uh
1: <laughs> my most intimidating I think my most intimidating would be a tie and, and they're physically intimidating. that's why I chose these two would either be uh Frank Thomas or Carl Malone,
0: oh really, yeah, I
1: met yeah. both when I was young, yeah, and I remember Carl Malone just kind of standing right over me. I was probably sixteen at the Marriott longworth okay in Boston. Mm-hmm. and uh. I think I asked him for an interview or something and he was nice. It wasn't like he wasn't nice, but I was, you know, five foot seven, a 16 year old. um, And I was just totally just like, oh, my God, this guy's a monster. And then the other one I was covering spring training in Florida and uh, Frank Thomas had, had gone over that day and I'm waiting by his locker to try to interview him after. And again, I'm like 17 years old. You know, I'm down there Mm -hmm. in spring training, got a credential. I'm like one of the only ones. I think I'm like the only one there at that point. He comes in and I'm ready as he's walking into the locker room towards his locker. I'm ready to say, you know, excuse me, Mr. Thomas, you know, like try to be, he comes over and he punches his locker as hard as he human could. And I'm like, all right, I'm out of here. I'm not (laughs) I'm oh, oh wow! Before in a spring training game, you put a, the big hurt. Put a hurting on the locker, huh? Put a hurt. on my like, hurt I'm, locker. I'm out. No chance. And again, uh, both good people. But uh, yeah. it's like six. Back, yeah.
0: Back to basketball, though, uh, and, and this was a, this is it because you say intimidating, and I've used it. Um, my first game I ever covered for the Celtics uh, for the Globe for, uh, was opening night in 1969. Uh, the Celtics are playing the Cincinnati Royals. And uh, I have been given the job two days earlier with no no training camp, no preparation. Hadn't met a soul. Hadn't met the new coach, Heinsohn. Didn't know n- nobody. Had never covered an NBA game. <clears throat> 23 years old. And the, the game's over and I'm in the locker room. And I'm in the Royals locker room. And as I'm talking to this particular individual, it, it, a thought like washed over me. Oh, my God. I'm talking to Oscar Robertson. <laughs> and and it wasn't that he was nasty or anything but i was just this is my back literally i was overwhelmed you know that I, I talk i'm talking to oscar robertson I, what am i doing here you know seriously that kind of thing um what i didn't know at the time uh, which i don't know and i would have no way of knowing was that already oscar and Kuzi were not getting along really and Kuzi you know ultimately traded Oscar that year to the Bucs and traded Jerry Lucas to the, to the Warriors got and he, did, he got rid of the two you know, pillars of the team and but I didn't know this you know at all and I knew it was I knew that was the great thing because they, I had known him from BC since the time I was 18 years old sure. as a freshman at BC he was the coach and I, I knew Kusey that was my one but I, I didn't know all this friction was already sizzling in that locker room on the opening night they won that game by two points uh, beat the Celtics 110-108 Uh, that was Hank Finkel's debut by the way and that's when there was an audible gasp, I'm not making this one up there was an audible gasp in that uh, building when he went to the free throw line for the first time and he did this, the Catholic oh right, that's right Jesus Mary Joseph thing that you do, everybody thought he was Jewish, Finkel (laughs) turned out there was a gasp (gasps) he's he's, he's, not Jewish that was
1: Classic. It was great. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, that's my first game. <laughs> my first cover. You got to do this next week. I'm, I'm going to, at the end of each episode now, we need to come up with a couple uh, good stories that we can tell. <laughs> I think that's something we've been missing. Uh, I'm going to give you next week. Remind me. I'm going to give you, and I'll tease this right now. The two, I was in Buffalo for about six months. I pissed off two athletes. You're going to find out who they are next right. week. Okay. One is a football player. One is a hockey player. And uh, both stories are pretty good. I I left Buffalo six months and I pissed off two guys that you would not (laughs) want to piss off. So I'll give give you that one next week. And uh, uh, we'll see you next week from, uh, from lovely Charleston. And your weather will be a little bit better, Robert. So you can get back out there.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. Go get them.
1: All right, now we are going to take a break and do um, Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown deal. I got to read something that uh, Zanis wants me to read before. Okay. So, all uh, all right. Perfect. Okay, here we go. Five, four, three, two, one. All right, Jeff Goodman and Bob Ryan here on the Garden Report on CLNS Media talking the Boston Celtics. And the big question I have that I'm going to pose to you right now, Robert Ryan is, is Jalen Brown ready? If Kemba Walker is not ready, which he's not going to be to start the season. And if Kemba Walker isn't the Kemba Walker that we remember mm-hmm. um, in Charlotte days, hundred percent Kemba Walker is Jalen Brown ready to be the number two guy for a team that can contend for the Eastern conference championship.
0: He has gotten, he's, incrementally better annually so far he is extremely bright as we know he, he's certainly capable of, of assessing the situation i, I think he's capable of, of making the attempt to do that you know uh, yes i do i think he he, he can recognize the, the need and, and i think uh, you know and, and as i say he keeps continually getting better and better offensively he was always a, a, a you know an excellent uh, young defender uh you know and so i'm i am he's really, I don't know, I didn't need to be convinced or anything, but he's really just grown in, in my mind, you know, on me uh, to the point where, I, you know, I think he's a, you know, he's a, he's a borderline all-star. And, and you can argue that. And that, I'm not, I think that's high praise.
1: So I say, no, I, I say Jalen Brown is not good enough to be the number two guy. <laughs> I say defensively. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, when you're getting up and down in transition. Yes. But if you don't have Kemba, if you've got Jeff Teague and Marcus Smart, to me, you're going to be playing more in the half court. And I don't think that is where Jalen Brown thrives. I, I still think he struggles with his decision-making in the half court. Mm-hmm. I think he's great as your number three guy on a team. I don't think you can count on him every single night. Uh, and, and we've seen that he's, he's inconsistent with his shot. He's inconsistent with his decision-making, his passing ability, so I, I think they're in trouble. If if Jalen Brown's got to be your number two guy, mm. I, I think the Celtics are not a team that can win or compete for the Eastern Conference title. All
0: right. Well, I just think he's shown steady improvement, and and, and you know he hasn't reached a ceiling. And I I you know, I, I'm, I I think it's conceivable, but I I understand what you're. you're... Your wariness about this, but but I, I think it's conceivable. But uh, uh, yeah, that's all I, I say. I think I think as a duo, I think it's how many better forward pair combos. And of course, he's really he's really a hybrid. You know, he's he's kind of a two and a half or, or, or three. You know, four. Yeah. Three and a half right. or three and a half even, you know? Yeah. He's a, he's a, he's a very useful, adaptable player in that regard. And that's why he was so valuable in defense, of course, because, because that, that ability and, and, you know, you can switch, you can do a lot of things with him. Yeah.
1: No, I love him. I love his toughness. I love his ability to guard multiple positions. I'm okay now with the contract that they gave him. I wasn't like, I didn't love it when they did it, but I understood it. And, and obviously it was a heck of a pick. What I've said and I would have tried to do it. I would have see, I would have tried to trade Jalen Brown at his at his at his peak, which is kind of where he's at right now. I, I really feel like there's teams out there right now who feel like you do, that he can be a borderline all-star. And I think in this system last year, it was ideal for him. He had enough guys around him, the yeah. pressure was off him. He'd have some great offensive nights. But of he course- had off nights too, in which Tatum and Kemba and Hayward could pick him up.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, Hayward, that's going to be interesting to see how that shakes out in general terms. You know, uh, not having Hayward anymore, and because people are going to, they have already forgot forgot how well he was playing at the the later stages. You know, up to he made life easier. He moved the the ball like that's where. Yep, yeah, that's it. Oh, he did, he did. Which of course, this whole that's a whole topic for. His whole thought process has astonished, it stunned me, you know, when I, I'm i deviating. What do you want
1: to see out of Jalen Brown? What do you need to see for him to get there to where he is a, a borderline all-star?
0: Well, I mean, obviously, you, you've hit it, you know. The, 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 he's not as, as consistent a shooter as you'd like to, to uh, yet, you know. Uh, he is getting, he's gotten better, but is he, uh, you know, something appropriate. He's not going to be ever beat Tatum, I don't think, but some, you know, 80% of that or something. No, I mean, that's all. I mean, if he can become and guys can get better and get, I've, I've told, we talked, I've seen all the big players get better. Uh, and, and it, it, his, he's just intelligent enough to figure things out. I think, and I, I, I have faith that he's going to continue to work on his shot and, and, and get better, but he needs to you know, upgrade, you know, to be more consistent. Sure.
1: I just, again, I think the biggest key for Jalen Brown is you've got to run a system that plays to his strengths, which are, are in transition. And and he does a lot of that by himself, right? I mean, he, he gets after the defensive end. He can create opportunities, offensive. No,
0: opportunities. But I, I agree with you. It, he's better in transition, but I'm simply saying that I'm not giving – I'm not saying he's, he's peaked or, or, or maxed out on the, in a the half-court game yet. He, I'd like to think he hasn't. If he has, okay, then I have to deal with it, but I don't think he has yet.
1: The other part of this, Bob, the other part of Jalen and and even Tatum is I think they're going to have to work harder for theirs this year because you're not having Kemba and Hayward to make life easier for them. Kemba was just great also, not not even setting them up that much, but just bringing them up, bringing them up. And and, and and that smile and that on-the-court presence that he had to say, hey, Jason Tatum, when you're 0 for – remember the games he's had where you he know, started off 0 for whatever it was, to yeah. be able to go in his ear and say, hey, man, like, keep shooting. We need uh, you to keep uh, that's shooting. That's
0: a very good point you make about uh, – it's not just technicalities that we're talking about why Kimba is important. It, it, it was such – and, because of how often – how mo- many times did we uh, – identify the difference between Kimba and the guy who replaced, uh, you know, uh, the, Mr. Mr. Irving, uh, in terms of personality and, 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 you know, it, he was, a the other guy had, had been, a, a you know, a wet blanket over the team uh, over the, and, you know, and this guy's a ray of sunshine, you know, and, and yeah, very different.
1: Yeah. I, I just think, again, I think it's going to be tougher for Jalen Brown uh, this year than it has been, cause he's going to have the target on his back a lot more this year he, he doesn't have as much around him uh, without Hayward and, and Kemba. And those are, again, two guys that helped him yeah. and, and helped Hayward with moving the ball and not being a selfish player. And Kemba, yeah, he's more of a scorer than a distributor, but he had all the the leadership qualities, the intangibles, the, the, the pick-me-up to Tatum and, and, and Jalen, in which they almost kind of allowed them. And, and we see it now with Gordon leaving. I'm not sure Gordon loved it. Playing with those guys, but you never saw it. You never saw that he was upset if he was upset, if he was jealous or envious or or didn't feel like it was fair that those guys were the face. I, I think. Listen, I think everybody knew Tatum was going to be the face, but I think with Jalen, yeah, I think Gordon Hayward's probably looking at Jalen Brown saying, like, why I, I I do as much, if not more, for the team overall than than Jalen Brown, yet uh, I've become just a a distant. Uh, fourth on the, on the depth chart here
0: I got a little piece of trivia for you aside from the fact that each are our point guards uh, what else do Kyrie Irving and uh, Jeff Teague have in common
1: Kyrie Irving and Jeff Teague have in common they both played in the ACC I don't know both their fathers played for Boston University Oh, that's right. Diedrich Irving. Right. Down. And
0: Dredrick Irving and, and Sean, Teague.
1: Sean Teague. That's right. Wow. Good call. Very I good.
0: Take, But I can't take credit. I want to give credit my friend Bruce Bosley, the one time SID at Vermont. Now, I forget what he's doing at the moment, but except yeah. sending me good information is what he's Very doing. Good. He's the one that pointed that out to me.
1: Very good. Very good. <laughs> and, uh, Listen, and, and, and to me, uh, as many of those as you can bring in, that helps. Uh, <laughs> Jeff Goodman, Bob Ryan here, us Media, uh, on the Garden Report, and there you have it. Uh, Bob Bob thinks that Jalen Brown is uh, is ready. Uh, I'm just not so sure. Not, not yet. I want to see it, uh, and uh, we will see it soon enough.
0: Well, we'll have it. He'll get a chance. He'll get a chance to show us.
1: That's right.